Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast where Chelsea have just lost the Carabao Cup semi-final first leg away at Middlesbrough. Yeah, out of all the scenarios of all the planning ahead for the podcast in sort of weeks come, I did not think this was this was not a scenario that entered my mind. Joining me to look back on a very disappointing evening at the Riverside Stadium, it's Harrison Burge. Harrison, stupid, stupid question, seeing as the full-time whistle's just blown, but how are we doing, my man? As it was last time I was on it, I was doing good until the football started. And then the football has typically ruined the evening again. Indeed, indeed it has. Um, Harrison, as I always do guests, I get them to give themselves a plug. So tell people where they can find you and all your stuff with the Chelsea Social, etc. Of course, uh, my own personal at hburge 2 on Twitter and then the Chelsea Social at the Chelsea Social on Twitter as well. Join us there because I'm sure we'll be breaking this one down and trying to talk about what went wrong in the next coming days. Indeed, indeed. Harrison Wright, let's get into it. Before we sort of break down sort of the game or what it is to, I feel this episode can probably be quite short just because this essentially was a heart back to what we saw, you know, early on in the season, what we've just seen at Chelsea a lot over five years. Chelsea dominate a game, don't take their chances, switch off, get punished, and then essentially just can't break down a low block, have loads of possession, move the ball around, have the odd chance here and there, but can't do anything. Harrison, that was a game I've seen so many times before. So I'm uh, wondering, you know, thinking of new ways to try and describe what we've just witnessed. Yeah, exactly. That first half was, was very lethargic. There wasn't the zip that you needed to break down the side that I was going to sit in the the five four one formation they had as well. Whether that's symptomatic of the fact that we're so just having to use the same players every three days, who knows? Staggering, there was only twelve like senior fit outfield players in that squad tonight, which is quite mental 
to think about all the squad size Chelsea actually do have, but that's not to sugarcoat it at all because when you're on that pitch, there's enough quality still there to try and try and well create regular opens, and that's what they didn't do. Dominated possession, dominated the ball, spent so much time in that second half parked in Middlesbrough's half, but rarely threatened Glover in the Middlesbrough goal. And the frustrating thing was the couple of times we did, he fumbled them a couple of shots. You're just thinking, get some shot off, test him, because he, he did seem a little nervy and unsettled in that goal. And I think that's a real frustrating thing, because ultimately you can't score without shooting. It's it's the underlying principle of the game, and that's what Chelsea didn't do enough of tonight, amongst other things. Yep, indeed. Indeed. Um, Harrison, games can just swing on moments, and reality is Cole Palmer gets a glorious opportunity to put Chelsea 1-0 up. He's played, you know, played through by, by Johnny Halson, um, which kind of just says it all, uh, and, and shoots wide. And then a few minutes later, Millsborough go one nil up. Let's let's just go to the Millsborough goal because that's you know one of Palmer's you know chances that he missed in that first half. I mean he could have had a hat trick at half time and we'll get onto that in a sec. But Harrison, it's just such a poor goal to concede. Isaiah Jones basically does Levi Colwell down 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 the right. Um and then he puts a ball in and then there he goes. Hackney just escapes Moises Caicedo and he's got so much free time, so much free space just to slot past Petrovic and it was basically all Middlesbrough offered it. I, it was basically their only shot on target that I can really remember in the game aside from the opening minute, which was basically just a powder puff uh, shot that was easy for Petrovic to deal with. Just so disappointing and so such a poor goal to concede. In a, you know, and you know, in a game like this against Middlesbrough that you can't really afford to do that. They're, they're, they're living off that one chance that you, they will hopefully get and they took it. Yeah, and I imagine Michael Carrick and the team probably sat down in team meeting and drew up how they're going to score a goal. And I imagine it wouldn't have been too far off how we did it. Long ball in behind, used the pace and power of Isaiah Jones. And he was some going into the game I was worried about. And I mean, he's played a key role in the side moment. It's just Cole had a mare at left back tonight as well. He was a bit all over the place, which then does beg the question again, why? Obviously, Posthumus sees something in Ian Matson means he doesn't want him to play left back. Obviously, he's leaving the club anyway now on loan. But then at the same time, you had an academy left back on the bench just this persistence, I think, with trying to play Cole out there is is hindering us more than it actually is success at times at the moment. I think that, especially in the first half, so much came down his side. But then once it gets into the middle, there's enough bodies there and there should be enough bodies to clear a simple square ball. Alarmingly, Thiago Silva was only jogging back for that moment. He was way out the picture and he jogged back. And realistically, if he sprints back, he's in that mix to clear the ball. But you mentioned the name there, Moises Caicedo should... He should be the one tracking it happening and making sure he cuts that ball off because it didn't really come in with much power. It's it's one of those where so many components have gone wrong in the space of about 20 seconds and it's the killer moment. And it's a story of the season in many ways. Yeah. Um, but Harrison Chelsea did have chances to equalise before, before half time. As you mentioned, Glover was was susceptible uh, to shots and he does spill a chance that Cole Palmer sort of inexplicably puts over. I mean, Harrison, as bad as and frustrating as it is on another day Cole Palmer's got a hat-trick at half time it is also incredibly maddening that Chelsea who actually to their credit in recent you know their past few, few games have actually been fairly clinical you look back about Luton game that was Chelsea being clinical with the with a chance they got and today was just the opposite the profligacy return and that was just so frustrating obviously Cole Palmer was you know sort, sort of playing sort of up front or sort of that false false nine role whatever tonight with, with Armando Breyer on the bench and he was involved a lot um it's just unfortunate that Cole Palmer just had an off day for Chelsea today and it just happened like at a really critical crucial moment just a worst time for that to happen 
it was always going to happen at some point. He's been he's been fantastic since coming. There's always going to be the moments when he's off it, and it, unfortunately, it's inarguably our biggest game of the season so far, and it, it's proved costly at least for the moment. Thankfully, there's still 90 minutes of football or potentially more to save ourselves and save the seat, well this competition and the fate in it. But yeah, I mean, playing him up front, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't think he'd miss those chances because it was very much that. Whilst the defending errors are one side of the story of our season, the other side is the finishing. And it's come back to bite us again tonight after you mentioned the last couple of games, Luton and Preston been pretty clinical, to be fair to Chelsea, by Chelsea standards as well. And, well, especially in that Luton game, crucially clinical, whilst you're not coming out of there with three points after their late, late fight back. And that's the annoying thing. When you've had a couple of good performances, a little bit, you're building momentum. You do go to a place that's going to be tricky under the lights, the atmosphere, the home crowd up for it. And you just, you give away chances that you really should be putting in the back of the net. I think it's fair to say two of those, at least two of those should be finding the back of the net from Palmer in the first half. I've given the benefit of the doubt on the first one. I think, to be fair to him, one defender came across and kind of blocked off half the goal. But it's it's no excuse, really, for missing those chances. You do just wonder, I do... And question a bit of the decision to not start Armando Boya because it was screaming out for a bit, a bit of a focal point up against the tall Millsborough back line at some point. Just wanted to play in the balls and playing the crosses too because great respect to Palm. He's not going to win many headers up against six foot plus centre backs in the middle, and that was one area that I think Chelsea fell short in. Yeah, uh, that defeat obviously means that Middlesbrough are the first lower league side to beat Chelsea across any domestic cup competition since Bradford won 4-2 at Stamford Bridge in January 2015. The 28-game streak is over. Thankfully, this has a second leg, unlike the Bradford game. And yeah, Hayden Hackney became the first Middlesbrough player to score against Chelsea since Mark Viduka in August 2006, ending their run of 14 hours and six minutes without a goal against the Blues. Some damning, damning stats there. Um, Harrison, I guess what was frustrating was that you can go, you go in at half time, one nil down, and it is frustrating. As I said, Chelsea could have been up naively, perhaps naively, just given how Chelsea played recently. I thought, you know what, it's fine. At worst, Chelsea will come away from this game one all. But actually, in the second half, we created less. Um, and we did, you know, we just looked utterly, utterly clueless at points. Um, that was just incredibly, incredibly worrying, really. Um, and yeah, this is um, now. We're, I mean, we're in a position now where you know, a week ago, a few days ago, thinking, oh god, get the get the first leg wrapped up, and then in the second leg, we can see some more academy graduates and continue that feel good factor. <laughs> we're not going to be probably seeing any more academy graduates unless it's Alfie Gilchrist again coming on. Um, wow, that just really did not go to plan. Um, Harrison, let's kind of forward this on a little bit now because obviously on Monday we got the draw for the for the next round of the FA Cup and it's Aston Villa at home um all of a sudden from you know we in the previous theme of the previous episodes we've been Chelsea this is a period to take care of business um obviously there's the Fulham game on Saturday and then there's a 10 day break due to Chelsea taking having their turn in the winter break before others do uh but Harrison now all of a sudden there's, a, there's about a seven-day period, there's a four- or five-day period, maybe even eight-day period if you include Liverpool, where all of a sudden, life for Maurizio Pochettino could look pretty, pretty difficult. Um, You know, not long ago, we were saying, oh, January, you know, there should be a chance to progress to the to a Wembley final, progress up the league table and progress, you know, through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. That is still possible. Uh, You know, we have got another home tie in the Cup in, in, in Aston Villa. But Harrison, all of a sudden, you know, life 
for Podge can all of a sudden become quite difficult again. And I said that Tuesday the 23rd against Middlesbrough, Saturday the 27th, I think, as it currently stands against us, that could get moved for TV, I guess. Then Wednesday the 31st against Liverpool. All of a sudden, that three games in eight days looks pretty, pretty scary for, for, for Maurizio Pochettino. It's going to decide the fate of our season, potentially the fate of Pochettino in his job, depending on and how it does go, because you can't really you can't lose a semi-final over two legs to middle. So that's gonna be quite embarrassing, be on par with the Swansea one from a few years back and falling at the semi-final hurdle there. And then there's the other cup competition there, home tie against Villa. The last home game we actually lost was against Villa, which is a little crazy to think because that oh, is quite sorry, a while it was Brentford of the last home game we lost. Oh, but, Brentford, yeah. But I do, but yeah, it is. Yeah, we did lose to Villa early on in the season. But yeah, Harrison' point is that all of a sudden, you know, Chelsea could be out of two competitions and a viable pathway of, to Europe as well gone. Yeah, I mean that Liverpool game is a great opportunity as well because they're not going to have Mohamed Salah most likely. I don't think he's even if they get knocked out in the group stage, Egypt. I don't think he'd be around. But then there's the problem of going away to Anfield and our away form has suddenly taken. Suddenly nosedived out of nowhere after a promising start with it in the start of the season. I think there's now four or five losses in the last last few games have been on the road and conceding a lot of goals as well. So it's not it's not a positive outlook at the moment when you kind of you kind of throw it forward and, and consider the fact that it's so much is kind of resting on just a couple of games of football at the end of January when it's not even kind of like the, you consider the crunch time of the season. No, exactly, exactly. Obviously, Fulham on Saturday is a big game and that takes on a bit of added importance now following the defeat tonight. But it does sort of really feel that that is just, you know, a, a stopgap really. And I said judgment will come in, you know, with that Middlesbrough and Aston Villa ties. And then I guess maybe to a lesser extent, Liverpool, obviously, I think if, if we win both those ties, then the, the pressure on the Liverpool game eases off a little bit. But yeah, all of a sudden, wow, Maurizio Pochettino, you know, from you know, seemingly looking like Chelsea were going on a bit of a just a mini run and just taking care of business. All of a sudden, the pressure can now mount. Um... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Harrison, you know, forget for them. Let's look ahead to sort of the second leg. Thankfully, I said the second leg is at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea have been on, you know, good run of form, contrary to to our away form. Stamford Bridge has sort of become, you know, a happy place for Chelsea since that defeat to Brentford. There, they're unbeaten there since. You would imagine that all go all going well, that Chelsea do take care of business. That really, that you'd hope and you'd think that they should not be as profligate again as they were then. And Middlesbrough did also pick up another couple of injuries, which also does does make today worse. I mean, Middlesbrough had to make two subs by the before the twenty first twenty minutes were up. Um, but yeah, Harrison, 
let's let's sort of look ahead to to the Middlesbrough game, the second leg. Chelsea should be able to overturn this. I think you know it's obviously not a good position to be in, and it's not a position they should find themselves in ahead of the second leg. But Chelsea should overturn this deficit, shouldn't they? And they still should be able to find themselves in a Carabao Cup semi-final. It's just, I think, unfortunate that a lot of damage has probably been done to the confidence, that any sort of confidence that was potentially building with Poch and this team. Yeah, a win. I mean, it really should be the case for this team. But as you touched on it there, it's so much easier coming into the home tie, at least level. They've now got to go into a situation where they've got to score two goals. I'm not sure if there's extra time, so it could just be a case of one on penalties. But realistically... You need it in your control. So you want you need at least a couple of goals, and if you concede a goal, that mountain suddenly comes a lot, a lot steeper for a side that doesn't always score multiple goals in a game, albeit that has drastically improved this season on the last couple, which is kind of reassuring to think about with the you know, the way the land lies at the moment at this time. But I think Pochettino hopefully will have picked up on a couple of things that didn't work tonight, and will change that for the tyres. I've already mentioned Broya should probably start because he's good. Unless Nkunku makes a recovery, you imagine Broyo is the only fit striker at the club, at least senior striker, um, come by the time that tie comes around and he's got to be up there. You're going to need a focal point because undoubtedly Cross is going to be swung into that box multiple times again and you need someone who can win headers. And Broyo showed that on Saturday against Preston in that game. But I think it's just they need... The other factor as well is Millsville just going to come and sit back behind the ball. Similar to what they did tonight, but I guess more to a greater extent because the outlook is so clear for them. They know they can draw at Stamford Bridge and progress to the final, which is, which is a great prospect for any side in, in their position. And Chelsea's going to have to play with so much more intensity and zip in their playing. The wingers direct, trying to just cause a bit more chaos because I don't think Chelsea did enough of that, trying to just unsettle the middles of the defenders because there wasn't enough of that tonight and it all looked too routine for them. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Said thankfully Chelsea will have had a ten day gap there, so they should feel quite quite fresh. Said that you know the fact that Chelsea sort of had the winter break, you know, different at this time compared to others is certainly helpful to us. Um, so yeah, said it tonight is obviously disappointing. It is alarming, of course. I'm not going overboard. Harrison and I aren't going overboard because said thankfully there is a second leg, so it kind of is hard to go more overboard. We'll see if the second leg does not go to plan. That's when the time for so for 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 the reaction, you know, the dramatic, angry reaction to really to really start. But this is a blip, and is you know a blip on on Chelsea's campaign, and you know without a doubt, whatever happened in the games against Newcastle this season, Man United, etc. I think Harrison, without doubt, this is the lowest point of Maurizio Pochettino and this Chelsea team this season. If it is even if it is only one nil, because we can talk about you know the fact that maybe on another day we scored. You know, we we have that game, we're three one up or something at half time. But also, none of those chances in that you know that that Palmer sort of hat trick, they were sort of given to us sort of on a on a plate as well. Really, they were not chances we created. We did look devoid of quite devoid of ideas against a championship team, as you know, a, a championship team that is not not quite you know at the level they were last year which, when they reached the playoffs. This is a Middlesbrough team not as strong there, and with like us an injury crisis. So again, that was just pretty worrying. Um, and then Harrison, you know. The 27th of January, Aston Villa, I guess that's the second part of the big the big test now for, for Poch. If we, you know, assume that the Middlesbrough tie second leg goes well, then I guess that gives him some grace. But Harrison, obviously, is a, it is another chance to test ourselves against Unai Emery's Aston Villa and see how far we've come. Villa under Emery, you could argue, have sort of started to wobble a little bit in recent weeks, started to, to drop points. 
we know that 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 is a game actually how they play should suit Chelsea more than say the game tonight we saw against Middlesbrough people will look back to that game against Aston Villa earlier on the season and go well maybe if Gusto didn't get red carded etc if Sterling had squared the ball at a nil-nil etc how do you kind of just feel about that tie because said but there are a lot kind of ties for Chelsea out there than, than getting an Aston Villa side currently in the top four in the Premier League. But thankfully, it is a home tie where Chelsea have him, where their home form has improved and it is an Aston Villa side that is maybe slightly susceptible. Just what are your thoughts? And again, it's quite like, how big is that tie for Chelsea now? I imagine it's quite hard to sort of, you know, discuss him. We don't quite know the fate of what's going to happen in that, that second leg against Middlesbrough. But it is, again, it just does feel that it's really going to take, you know, for any for any confidence that it's really probably going to take win against Fulham, win against Middlesbrough, and probably a win against Aston Villa for any sort of confidence really, for for confidence really to return this team, and again for any for sort of fans to sort of or, or faith to be restored in in Poch because said that's just how damaging tonight's been, and has said as much as as pleased as I've been with Chelsea getting the job done, the wins against Luton and Crystal Palace were not the most convincing post what we saw against Wolves as well, and Preston that first half people did not like and understandably so. So just again, how big is the use out of the Aston Villa game? Inevitably, it's carrying big importance. Obviously, how big that actually is, as you kind of touched on, hinges on what happens days before in the Middlesbrough tie, because Chelsea progress against Middlesbrough as they should do. They're not so reliant on the FA Cup being kind of one of their routes into Europe for next season, if they've already got that Wembley place secured with the League Cup, but at the same time, it's it's a winnable tie against the Villa side, as you mentioned, that are wobbling a bit. The Villa side that struggled to get past Middlesbrough themselves just a few days a few days ago, and the side that Chelsea did play well against in some parts in that league fixture early in the season. They just made, similar tonight, made a couple of defensive errors. Ollie Watkins went and scored, missed chances themselves. They hope that is the story of the season, but it's one that they will once again be targeting to win It'd be one they probably will need to win, I think, regardless of what happens at Middlesbrough. I think for the sake of trying to get continued belief and the backing of the fans, because there's a few scenes between players and fans at the end of the game tonight, which is never never good to see. But to kind of to grow that belief and continue the momentum they had built up around Christmas, they're going to need to be winning that tie. I don't think there's... Obviously, you wait and see what happens, but going into it, there can't be many excuses for coming out of that and not progressing, given it's a side of Chelsea stats, there's still enough quality in this side, regardless of form, errors and whatever else goes into it, they should be winning. Aston Villa, at the same time, be known they can come and cause, probably wouldn't be considered a shock with both two league positions, but be coming and kind of trying to upset the apple cart a bit at Stamford Bridge and claim another kind of notable win as their last win at Stamford Bridge ended the manager's reign and it could have similar effects this time if it was to happen again. Yeah, indeed, indeed, especially if the game a few days ago has not gone to plan. So, yeah, all of a sudden, people, it's gone, January's gone from looking like a fairly comfortable month up till that game against Liverpool at the end of the month to all of a sudden, is it potentially a month that decides, futures decides that the trajectory of Chelsea season will almost certainly does now. And, yeah, it, it's a big week. And all of a sudden, a, a Carabao Cup semi-final second leg of Stamford Bridge has got a lot more importance and a lot more riding on it than we thought it would uh, before the first leg kicked off. Um, so yeah, it's a big, big, big period now for Chelsea and big need to, for Chelsea to respond. Because as I said, Chelsea season could potentially be almost all, all but over uh, come the end of January, which would be near enough disaster. But that's going to wrap it up for this week, this episode of that Chelsea podcast. It's been a very disappointing game. It's been a very 
quite quite a short episode compared to usual but again we don't need to go into depth you've seen this story before people there's only so many times i can regurgitate this to you it was very poor the players were not at the level required potch was not at the level required and he they need to be up for it and they need to to put things right because said going out to to championship side Millsborough in the Carabao Cup semi-finals would be an incredibly low point it would be you know one of the lowest points regardless of what season Chelsea had in the past days would probably outperform those just due to the fact it's lower league opposition that they've been put out by so no it's all of a sudden you know it's a big big period coming up now from Richie Pochettino it's a big from here on in 18 days or whatever till that you know Fulham Middlesbrough and Aston Villa games um so yeah make sure you're with us on my chest pod as we cover this potentially crunch period in Chelsea season potentially crunch period for Maurizio Pochettino's Chelsea future who knows maybe we're just being overdramatic uh, but it does feel quite big now given that what's gone on tonight uh before we go i'll get harrison to give himself one last bug harrison tell people where they can find you and all your stuff uh personal stuff at h birds too and then at the chelsea social for the chelsea social lovely lovely stuff as for us we're on twitter or x at that chelsea pod we're on instagram that chelsea pod we're on all your usual podcast platform providers apple spotify etc if you've enjoyed what we've heard please leave a rating review it goes a long way whenever i tweet the pod out any likes and reposts go along where they can also you know just helps get the pod out there to as many people as we want and yeah this was a, a very disappointing night people hopefully we put you know do the first thing step to putting it right and get get that win in the london derby against fulham in the early kickoff on saturday but then i said a little break and then attention turns to a crunch crunch second leg against middlesbrough at stanford bridge um yeah we shouldn't be saying that but we are it's just the state of chelsea uh right now uh one step forward two step back it seems uh tonight was certainly one of those nights but until the next episode keep the blue flag flying high I've got another eight hours at work now to think how the fuck did Palmer miss that chance? Well, three really. You know as soon as that happens we're not gonna win. We've seen it with Wolves, we've seen it so many times this season. Yeah, work to do. <sighs> that was bad. Really, really bad. One step forward, two steps fucking back as per. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.